Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor, Podium. Whispering Loudly is the workshop whisperer podcast. G'day, I'm producer Mel. We are 15 seasons in now. Do you know what I should get you, Rach, for being 15 seasons in? First of all, some sort of medal or trophy I think is in order. And then a recliner. Because you could actually, you're probably so relaxed now as a podcast host. You know, people Google that some of their top fears are, you know, speaking in front of an audience, but you would probably do it in a deck chair these days, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I think there's a little bit of fear always, no matter uh, where you speak, and it's healthy. It's what uh, makes us courageous. We can't have courage without fear. So, you know, always get a few butterflies before I speak. (laughs) That just means you care. (laughs) We are joined by Brad and Joanne Lowe from the Engine Room today, and we're so excited to have them. These guys are in Geelong, actually, just outside Melbourne, and they own Geelong Transport Repairs. Thank you so much for joining us on Whispering Loudly. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having us. Brad and Joanne, it is uh, so wonderful whenever we have some of our engine room clients on Whispering Loudly. And you guys uh, aren't just engine room clients, you're actually workshop warriors now, which is our top program for those who have done the amazing foundational work required to really get your business moving and you've hit some really important milestones with revenue, with profit, and you're really starting to look at the end game and uh, what it looks like to use your business to grow wealth outside of it. And there's lots of exciting things ahead there. So first of all, congratulations on that. And secondly, thanks for taking some time out of the business today so that we can have a chat. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, it's a real pleasure to be here and a real honour to be part of the Workshop Warriors. So thanks, Rachel. Now, guys, why don't you tell everyone listening a little bit about Geelong Transport Repairs? We started the business 11 years ago. We're just a, well, not just, we're a heavy vehicle road transport workshop. So we only work on, on heavy vehicles over four and a half tonnes. We don't, you know, we, we chose years ago to, to pick our lane and stick in it, which I think is part of sort of what makes it successful. And we wanted to customise in fleet servicing for general repairs and maintenance and, and try and specialise a bit more in diagnostics as well. So, yeah, we don't deal with, uh, you know, bread and butter, mum and dads or four-wheel drives or, or anything like that. So, yeah, that's sort of our lane and we know that and that's what we stick to. So. You know, going back 11 years, how did you get started? Like, was it literally you handed in your resignation somewhere one day and you opened up your own business the next? What happened? Pretty much it was exactly that. Um, <laughs> right. I, 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 I'd worked for a couple of couple of places and, um, you know, worked myself up to workshop manager in, in one large national fleet company and I was a workshop manager in Geelong and then my role grew but my income didn't and I found myself doing a lot of national stuff and still having to run my workshop plus another Melbourne workshop plus do Melbourne st- international stuff so that got too much so I went to a different place and then it got to the point where I just I came home one day and said to Joe I resigned today, I'm done, I'm over it, I'm, I'm starting my own business. And I think Joe's, it took a week or two for Joe's floor to lift up off the floor, but 
Yeah, that's what yeah. we did. There's a lot of trepidation, a lot of a lot of nervousness. <laughs> but here we are, eleven years later. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of ups and downs in, in that, I can tell you. But yeah, here we are. And how many people are in the organization that you have now? Currently we've got myself and, and Joe now is full time in the business as well. And we have three full time qualified techs and three apprentices throughout various stages of their apprenticeship yeah amazing and i i imagine that that kind of might put the fear of god into uh, a few listeners out there having three apprentices at once but is it like raising kids and uh, and going through all of that again or are they switched on young people and um and you're loving the process it's a little bit of both actually and our, our first year apprentice that we have is actually autistic. So we've taken that on board, which is presents its very own challenges, but it is also so rewarding to, to see and be able to help somebody that has a disability out like that to, to see them grow into a career that they want to do too. So. And uh, for our listeners that can hear the uh, the banging in the background, Joe and Brad are actually in their business today. So it's, it's all okay. There's nothing wrong with your sound. Thinking about the start and thinking about what you've learned over the past 11 years in business, if you could start again, is there anything that you would do differently? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, where do you start? Yeah, look, I think the main thing is that, you know, when we started, we were making, initially after we got off the ground, we were making some some good money, you know, the end of the year, our, you know, our turnover would be great, but we would actually have no money in the bank. And, you know, it was sort of like, well, where's all that money gone? And it, it sort of felt like, you know, you're working for, for nothing with nothing to show for it. So I think one of the things that we would, you know, if we could start again, knowing our numbers really would be key to it all, knowing our numbers, knowing our our KPIs and, but also, you know, understanding what, what they all mean as well, having an idea of what we should be aiming for with our numbers and our KPIs. And I guess also how to manage money and track money because we had no idea how to do that. And so we were always behind in our bills and being really stressed about how to how to set up payment plans and all those sorts of things with, with people. So Profit First sort of help, has helped us enormously try and, put some structure around our our money management along with just having an idea of what we should be aiming for with our KPIs. I think in terms of our guys, our techs, it it was also around tracking each tech's KPIs. So having an understanding that we really should know what their efficiency and productivity is at all time. And that's made a huge difference to understanding where money is being lost in the business just through their efficiency and productivity. And switching over to continuous time clocking has been a huge help in being able to track their hours as well. Did you resist time clocking for a while, like so many do? We were worried about what the what the guys would think about it, that we were trying to monitor them and trying to take away their sense of you know freedom or something I guess just that more around monitoring them but at the end of the day um, we just felt like well this is it is our business at the end of the day and they're all they're all taking home their money at the end of the fortnight so we need to be making sure that we're taking home some money as well and it's Mm. really about making people accountable for their for their roles in the business so 
yeah, so there wasn't a lot of hesitancy in the end. We, no, we it, did it yeah. over a process of some time. And I, and I guess like so many others, we thought we were doing the right thing. You know, yeah. we, were, we were tracking how many hours on a job and whatnot to invoice and stuff, but it's all the little things that you lose along the way that can make a massive difference that we weren't capturing. One of the things that we learned in the engine room, and, and I guess it's sort of a lot of people think, oh, this is a no-brainer, but it's to be able to measure something, you know, you've got to be able to measure it before you can change it. Unless you know that it's broken, you, you just keep going thinking that everything's okay. Yeah. You know, until you, until you realise, well, oh, you know, here's this big slap in the face with a wet fish going, this is what's wrong, this is what you need to fix. Definitely. It's knowing what to measure as well. I relate it back to you can have the, the greatest diagnostic tool in the world, but if you don't know how to operate it or read it, it's just a box. Yeah, it's it's useless. Yeah. Yeah, just adding on to a couple of others. With you know, if we started again, it was all. It's also what we would do is create a process for practically everything that we do because we've come to realise that when you have processes in place that are written down, it gives you the opportunity to be able to walk away from the business and have a day off or go on a holiday and there are, you know, processes there that other people can follow. Yeah. So, there's, yeah, there's an ability for people to step up and, um, and give you some time off. So that's, you know, something that we've learned just over the last couple of years of being in the engine room, how, yeah. how important that is. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whispering loudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team. Let's talk now about the engine room and where you were before as uh, opposed to where you are now. What's the difference that you see? Chalk and cheese. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we, we, we were looking at today. It was actually May 2020 when we joined the engine room. So mm. it's been yep. virtually exactly two years. Yes. And I still remember the conversation, the phone conversation we had um, and where we were before. Joe and I were pretty much, without, without a word of a lie, the two of us were sitting in our office in tears. Sorry, I'm getting emotional about it now. Just with where we were in business and where we were personally and financially. And we were virtually ready to close the doors. And that was you know, two years ago. And now, as you said before, we're, we're, we're now in the Warriors program. And, you know, we've, we've just recently purchased an investment property. Our bills get paid every month on time. Money's all allocated because of profit first. That was a massive game changer for us. Where we were then and where we are now, our, our net profit, well, our total revenue is up by, what, 23%? But the killer, and, and this is not a word of a lie, our, our net profit from when we first started to now in two years is up by 78%. Which I can say it's extraordinary because it is. That is a massive improvement. But at the same time, we've seen it time and again. When you get in and you do the work like you guys have, even when there's been tough times, um, you haven't felt like it, but you've still showed up to almost every webinar that we've run in two years, and we run them weekly. You guys have been there and you've booked your one-on-one calls with the coaches. You've turned up, you've got your action items, and then you go away and implement it. And that's how a 70 something percent improvement in net profit happens so 
Um, extraordinary, yes, but at the same time, when you just do the work, it happens naturally. Congratulations to you both. I'm just so happy for both of you. Oh, so, thanks, Rachel. It's, don't, um, don't get me wrong. It, it, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there were times there, like, you know, we, we've come off webinars or we've come off, especially some of our coaching calls. We've finished a coaching call and I've just, excuse my language, but I've just lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kicking chairs and throwing stuff and, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this anymore. I've had enough. And then I've turned around and gone, don't be a dick. Get on with it. Pull your head back in and get on and do the work. And, and mm. we have. Which I think, you know, that's probably leads into one of the one of the biggest things probably that's changed is, you know, Brad's stress and his frustration with everything has changed. And um, because, you know, we've been shown different ways to go about dealing with those things and different ways to think about those things. So it's not just the structural um, sort of process-related things in the business that have changed for us. It's it's how we've gone about thinking about things and communicating with our staff, with our team. Yeah. Well, the personal transformation in both of you, I've had the privilege of uh, witnessing, as have the other coaches and indeed your fellow warriors and engine roomers. And I can just see that you are two much happier human beings. It's an absolute joy and a privilege for us to be on this journey with you. Congratulations again for all the work that you've done, but also for all the amazing things that are going to happen for not just the both of you, but, you know, yourselves and your daughter and the people that work for you in the future. There's so many exciting things that are on their way. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and and sharing with our Whispering Loudly listeners. It takes a bit of bravery to get on when you're not used to doing this kind of thing, but um, you're both champions and have given our listeners some really insightful things to think about, you know, how you show up and even when you're angry with some advice that you've received, you just get on with it and do it anyway. So thank you both so much. Oh, thanks, Rachel. And it's, we wouldn't be able to do it without um without yourself and the engine room team and you know it's it's you guys that you know there's a saying in the in the engine room that to change what's around you you must change what's within you being part of the engine room over the two years has really shown us how to do that so thank you thank you yeah absolutely wonderful it's our pleasure we look forward to seeing you prosper uh, for many many years to come thanks guys thanks for listening to whispering loudly the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket, thanks to titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor Podium.